Good afternoon. Welcome to our Inner Revolution podcast. Thank you so much for joining us week after week and listening to our podcast and just giving us a great feedback, the amount of people that are listening to. And just the text messages in past month has been incredible just to build us up. And if you get a chance, listen to us on Facebook and Instagram uh, called Inner Revolution. So today is my guest, Pastor Jason, uh, joining me, uh, talking about the hidden sins of the heart. And we talked about this last week, uh, what happens when we have areas of our lives that are hidden, uh, secret sins in our lives that we never talk about. They're kind of a skeleton in our closet hanging, and we leave them there. And what do we do with those things? Because they come and erupt in a very different times in our lives. And we specifically talked about pornography last uh, week. And uh, what happens to a man when he indulges in this area of his secret sin? What kind of effects that take place in his life? What happens in his marriage, in his single life, or in his childhood? How this process happens and what the effects of it. I was listening to a show years ago about Ted Bundy on Dr. Adoption's show, and he brought it out, very interesting thing. He said, it all started when he was a child, watching pornography. And what has, we know the story about Ted Bundy and what has happened to him and what kind of damage it did in his heart and the damage in the society and what he did. So Pastor Jason, uh, now we understand that uh, there's a lot of different kind of areas in our lives that we have skeletons. Perhaps it could be pornography, it could be uh, 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 lesbianism or homosexuality or uh, living a promiscuous lifestyle or maybe just uh, uh, anxiousness, anxiety, depression. It could be a lot of things. How, what is the process, would you say, we, uh, how do we be delivered out of these areas of our lives? Give us uh, some insight on that, Pastor Jason. Wow, thanks, thanks, Atul. And, and before I get going, we uh, also want to mention we just started a YouTube channel. So if you look up on YouTube, uh, the IR podcast, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to get some feedback from you on that. Yeah, the Hunchback Man, I think, was our last, oh, I'm sorry, the previous, we, the last one was the Broken Man, but the previous one was the Hunchback Man, where we yes. really went into this. And how sin can really laden us and how God has designed us to fly like the eagle, to wait on the Lord in Isaiah chapter 40, 29 through 31, and not to faint or to um, stop walking with God. But, you know, Atul, just thinking our world is all about conditioning and desensitizing man to just give up a little bit of a soul every day, every moment, you know, and the rationale is you deserve it or you're not hurting anybody or, um, you know, this is not really a bad thing or the, the uh, secrecy of it um, where the person that drinks thinks he's invincible or that he's invin uh, invisible. The two things, he's either, he's either invincible or invisible. But really, the destruction of sin is is real um but you know we said in our in our podcast that an agopic relationship uh, is so important being in a relationship where 
someone you can uh, have prayer with that can instruct you, that can receive you without judging you and help build the walls of faith and doctrine in your soul to help bring in defenses again. Because really life's a jungle. I think every man struggles with something because we're all addicts or have inordinate appetites in some area. We have an imbalance where in Proverbs 15, 1, an an imbalance is an abomination to God. So again, to deny that we're broken is the first step uh, of disaster, if I could say, but being honest before God, vulnerable before the right person, and transparent in the spirit, um, and and I, I, like we said earlier, identifying the triggers. Triggers. What is it? Am I stressed? Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Is, is this? Uh, what is it that's forcing me to act out in a negative way? And this is where uh, the agopic relationship is so important because you know what. And this is what I want to segue into eventually today, is that um, our greatest weakness can be the greatest platform for strength in my life. You know, the alcoholic may say, you know, my name is blah, 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 and I'm an, I'm an alcoholic. Well, in the Bible, that is not how it goes. Our identity is in Christ. And in and, and Micah chapter 6, I'm sorry, Micah chapter 7, Micah chapter 7 Verse 8, it says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. And I will bear the indignation of the Lord, because I have sinned against him. And he pleaded my cause and executed judgment for me. And I will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. So, Atul, maybe we could just say that, okay, not to minimize sin or failure, but that's not... Failure's not final. And, you know, so many people want to put people on probation. They want to sideline. They want to uh, know them after their sin. But here Mike is saying, if I fall, not if, but when I fall, I will arise. And when I sit in darkness, and by the way, you know who your friends are when you sit in darkness, right? Christ is the light. So I think as, as men reconciliation, um, uh, restoration, uh, where we make Christ the issue, not sin. Now, again, I'm not minimizing sin. I'm not saying it's okay to live in these secret sins, but uh, how do we draw people out of that? And that's by the love of God and uh, saying, hey, listen, you're, um, there's some, something so much greater for you to partake of. What do you think about this, what we're saying here? Restoration, reconciliation, these are big words. It is big word. Uh, grace, when I think of grace, grace is not a license to sin. We have to clarify that. God gives us grace, but we don't use grace to justify what we're doing. And I think people often think that way. But we, the Bible is, clearly says, you know, grace is not a license to sin. So God is in a business of restoration. God is in a business of reconciliation. God is in a business of redemption. And I love that because it's, it's, it's who we are. We are born with sin. Why? When we were in our mother's womb. When the egg and the sperm met, met, it was created with sin. It was started in the Garden of Eden when Jesus was calling out. And why would Adam and Eve were hiding? Because they were ashamed of themselves. Because mm. they just realized they sinned. They ate. Adam was not a covering over Eve. 
And here we are, 6,000 years later. We're talking about the same thing. So God is gracious. God covered their sins. And God has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to deliver us for our sins. So sin is not an issue. Failure is not an issue. What is the issue? The issue is not we fall into a lifestyle that takes us away from sin. Sin. But it's how quickly can we turn back to God? How quickly can we recover? And God says, I want to restore you. Do you, are you willing to be restored? Mm. And a lot of times people enjoy sin because it's glamorous. It's beautiful. I get justified with my action by saying, oh, I'm not doing anything. But deep down in their heart, they know what they're doing is wrong. The lifestyle they have chosen is wrong. But God says, you know what? I will restore you in a second. I love this story I heard from one of our pastors years ago. He said, um, I failed in certain area of my life pretty bad. And I went to our pastor at that time. The pastor of our church was Dr. Stevens. And uh, this man went to pastor and he said, you know what? I failed and I have failed miserably, pastor. Uh, what do you... I'm sorry. He said to him, did you repent and ask God for forgiveness? He goes, yes, sir, I did. He said, well, I'm leaving to go to this mission trip. Can you be in a plane two hours? See, that shows the heart of God. Mm. We don't put people on a sideline or put people in a probation. We put them right back where they, are, where they left off. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does. That's what grace is. Grace takes a person, a fallen person, puts it back right where they left off and says, you know what? Continue, my son. Mm. The, the path is clear. You may fail again, but it's never fine. It's just a detour. So God wants that. God is gracious. God knows that we're going to fail seven times 70. How quickly do I get up? It's not the hidden sins in my heart. It's not the skeletons in my closet. It's not pornography. It's not being a, I'm a, when we, I had a, f- a man who said to me, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on uh, homosexuality? I said, wow, what a great question. I mean, I'm not really prepared to answer that. But I will answer you that. I said, my thoughts are very simple. Sin is sin, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual. I mean, are we talking about sin or are we talking about your choices? You choose to sin. If a heterosexual knows that do not touch a woman before you get married and a homosexual wants to do the same with the same gender, I'm sorry, it's a sin. Mm. It doesn't justify you are right or wrong, but it's wrong. It's wrong. Sin is sin. You got to get right with God. So you know what? You could take a whoever, male or female, God doesn't hate you, but He hates the sin in you. He, that breaks the relationship between you and God. You could, be, you could be corrected in a second and find victory in that area of, of your life, whether you're homosexual or heterosexual. Just say, Father, forgive me. Yeah. And God restores you right there and then. Now, that's the issue. Restoration and, and reconciliation with God so this God could work with you. The Holy Spirit could just... Because it grieves the Holy Spirit when we sin. Yeah. And we don't talk about these things from pulpits. We don't talk about these issues in our day-to-day life. But I love the fact that we are talking about this today, Pastor Jason. You know, me too. And I think I think it's questions and thoughts in all of our minds. You know, you know, how does God really look at this? And 
you know, you quoted uh, Proverbs 24, 16 through 18, a righteous man falls down seven times, but he gets up. And I think when we stay down and we add a lie to a lie or sin to a sin in Isaiah 30, verse 1, then we begin to compound our way and the way of the transgressor's heart when actually we just take responsibility and say, okay, uh, Lord, I've, I've sinned, just like the prodigal. I'm no longer worthy. You know, he had this whole recanting uh, of his sonship. And, God, and, and the Father in that picture was the beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit, or God the Father, I should say. And he, he interrupts him, and he bestows upon him his, um, his, you know, the robe, the ring, and the fatted calf. And I just would say this, you know, the, the question isn't, you know, I need to stop sinning because that's not, that's impossible. impossible. You know, somebody said to me recently, you know, I wish I could just stop sinning. And I said, you know what? I said, the more we try to stop sin, to stop to sin is the more we're going to empower us to sin more because the strength of sin is in the law. But when we walk in the spirit, and that's what I want to say is walking in the spirit, honoring the spirit, talking to the spirit, and we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that's a key point in Galatians 5. Uh, 16, because when we're focused on the spirit, then sin will have less of an appeal. Now, think about this, like Jude 1, verse 24, it says that God will keep you from falling. Great verse, like, not only will he keep you, but he'll present you before his father with great joy. And I just think, like, maybe today you've blown it, maybe you've made a mistake. Um, God does not look at you and I in our sin, Psalm 103, 10 through 12. He does not look at you in your sin. So repentance restores fellowship, but you never lose sonship. You never lose your position. So when we talk about failure, it's never final. And this is why Micah said, you know what, I will arise because everything is redeemable. And I'll just say this, Everything is redeemable. And you might say, well, that's, you know, how can that be? Well, God, like you said earlier, reconciles us to himself. And maybe there's been a broken relationship, a broken um, trust. God can put it back together. It may not look the same, but it'll have its eternal intent again. So what I mean by that in a relationship, it takes a bunch of time to build trust and takes a moment to lose it, right? It's true. But God says, I will redeem you, Joel 2.25, I will redeem that which the canker worm has has, uh, has totally wasted. You know, if you've seen anything, uh, how these how these locusts and canker worms can destroy a crop. Like God says, I will restore what's been taken from you and much more. But it, and, much more. and it may look different, but God says, I'll bring it back to its eternal intent. You know, it what is, do you think about that? Yeah, I, oh, man, it's so true because when you see the heart of the Father, it's always sees in the sonship, which you said. It's always perfect. You know, I see you. Failure doesn't define the sonship. You know, it just breaks the fellowship for a season, for mm. a moment, however long the person is living in sin. And I think it's so beautiful what you just shared because we often... Uh, don't give ourselves grace. We don't give ourselves mercy because we are so beaten up in our sin. And we live, we build sin upon sin, sin upon sin. And we lie and live in a lie. We make 
cause another lie. So it's a, it's a vicious cycle that takes you far, far, far and far away from God. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to believe that your father doesn't love you. Mm. That's what the prodigal son realizes. You know what? My father doesn't love me. He has, you know, the, even the servants have, are better off than I am. I mean, look at the woman at the well at Matthew 5. I mean, five husbands, really? Hmm. I mean, God restored her right there and then. I mean, she would hide. She would come in the afternoon when everybody was not around to get to the well to get the water. Why? Because she was ashamed of hmm. what she was doing. But Jesus knew all that when he sat at the well and he drank the water. And he said, go sin no more. So why are, if, if the son, if the father could say that to his daughter, when, why are we always saying, oh, by the way, I'm going to put you in a little hook here, or I'm going to put you in a probation here, or I'm, but till you get right, no restoration is at that very second. And that's what it is. So we need to make sure you know that no matter what happened in your life, how badly you fail, God will restore you the moment you repent. Mm. And this is, this is a really tough thing in relationships, I think, because we want things fair. We want justice. But actually, when you look at the life of Christ, he was always projecting agape love on people. And what do I mean by projecting agape love? Which means you cannot look at someone in their flesh. You, know, you don't know that person, Second Corinthians 5, 16 after the flesh. And that's really a decision. That's really a decision where we are saying, okay, I want to see that person in the love of God. Well, that person failed me. That person did something wrong. That person should be punished. Listen, that the consequences of sin is enough. For me to be a judge, then if I judge, then their sin comes off of them onto me in Romans 2, 1. So restoration. So Atul, just as we close today, what are some practical ways to help restore someone that's failed miserably? What are some things we could say today? You know, I heard this uh, message from Pastor Stevens a few days ago, cycle of judgment. And he said, the way has to be cleansed. Hmm. It's the way you think has to be cleansed. The way you live has to be cleansed. He talked about modesty. He said... Um, uh, sorry, I'm just kind of getting off the little subject once you sure, asked me, but okay. but I just kind of hit me and I was thinking. He talked about uh, how how the people, women, transfer from winter into the summertime in their clothing. They're clothed well, and that summertime comes, and all the demons are wild and active in the air, and they are proje- throwing projection at at women, and they are initi- and, and they receive initiation and. They're being in, uh, having these projections, and they're responding. And what they're slowly, slowly, their clothing comes off because it's hot weather. And there's the conviction of a person just takes off, and people just get loose in the uh, the way they live, the way they act, and the way they what they wear. So he said, the way I was using that as an example, the way has to be cleansed in our thinking, mm. in our doing. It has to be cleansed. How I think with God. So restoration is like, if, if I am healed, if I'm cleansed in my heart, then I am restored and I can walk with God. And I have a way of thinking with God in my heart. And God wants us to completely rely on Him as we walk with God, especially after, the, after we are beaten up and we get restored. And God said, you know what? 
you're perfect in me. You're mm. complete in me. Now you don't have to be on the wayside or the sideline. You could live. You don't have to live a convenient or comfortable lifestyle. But you could be a born again. You are born again. But you could have fire in your heart, and you could run this race with all that you have in you. Amen. I, I think there are so many men listening to us today that maybe feel disqualified. You know, uh, but you know what? Uh, really, the only qualification is consecration. Uh, a, a leader told me that years ago, like, really, our qualification is Christ in us and our relationship to Christ in us. Uh, but, you know, a pastor in Poland said these three things to me that helped me uh, just in regards to the topic that we're talking about. Like, before we judge somebody, uh, we must realize, hey, if I was in the same situation uh, in their shoes, maybe I would have acted the same way. So I have to be careful uh, to, to project on them God's mind, even in gross sin, that because in Galatians 6.1 we want to win them uh, with a meek spirit. Secondly, he said, maybe they've repented. You know, maybe they've repented, So, and I don't know that. And so uh, their actions will follow showing their repentance. And then thirdly, um, the angelic warfare around that man or woman, for that matter, like, do I understand the warfare that they're in? Am I praying for that person or am I judging that person? Am I criticizing that person or am I laying down my life to help that person building a bridge to uh, the, you know, as Romans 2, 4 said, it says the goodness of God leads to repentance mm. or change. So uh, I don't know about you, it, you know, when we point fingers, there's so many, there's three fingers pointing back at us. So Grace teaches us to deny ungodliness, and grace restores us uh, to understand that everything is a gift. Everything is a gift. Are we going to sin? Yes. And are we going to make a place for sin? No. Are we going to minimize sin? No. But we're going to walk in the Spirit saying, Lord, by the grace of God, there goeth I. Yeah, it's so true because uh, oftentimes people are around, even in our own lives, we will fail and we will fall. And we are only... Not there because of the grace of God. We're only not there because of the grace of God. It's that easy for us to be on that in their shoes. How, what, how do I minister to a person who is going through that? By simply loving them and praying for them. Not seeing, like, I love what you said, not seeing them after their flesh, but seeing them in Christ. There's still hope. Mm. There's still hope because God has a plan for them. It's, it happens. I mean, David sinned as he looked at the woman from this balcony and he committed adultery. Did God turn his back on? No. God restored him. It took a while, mm. but God restored him. And look where David went with his, in his life. So you know what? A lot of us are like David. A lot of us like Abraham. A lot of us like Moses, Paul, Peter. We are our Esther's, you know, different people in the Bible. We're just common people who are, who are simple and we fail daily. But we have a great God who mm. restores us in a second. And that's the beautiful thing about our Lord Jesus Christ. Because everything is paid in full on the cross. Mm. And sin is never, never, never the issue. It's only the issue of the heart. Amen. You know, maybe we could say two words... Come home, come home, just like the prodigal. Come like what, what turned the prodigal around? He remembered his father's heart. 
you know, how many, how many broken Christians are there in our world? I'd say in America, I would say I meet broken Christians every day, people that feel disqualified or on probation. And, and really, mercy is extended to you. Mercy takes care of what we deserve, and grace gives what's not deserved. So, listen, come home. Come home today. Come back to the Bible. Come back to the church. Come back to, well, first and foremost, come back to the Lord. Just talk to Him wherever you are. And just, uh, you're a son. Don't forget it. And um, there's mercy for you. And mercy that rejoices over judgment, right? Just heard that last night. Amen. And uh, mercy rejoices over judgment. And James 2.13. It's a beautiful verse. So you know what? I love this verse. Word, come home. There's hope. And there is plan that God has for you. If you're listening to this today, don't feel that you're disqualified because you have failed. Don't feel that nobody cares about you because you are living in sin that nobody wants to talk to you. They look down to you. You know what? We could be in your shoes at any second if it wasn't for the grace of God. Mm. So God wants to restore you. God wants to come. He's opening His arm before you and say come to me come to me and you know what come to Jesus today amen and let your heart be healed well hey just great thoughts today thanks so much for tuning in until next time we'll talk to you then have a great afternoon thanks for joining us for another episode of the inner revolution podcast please find us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube your feedback is always welcome Thank you.